Thinking aloud. Conversations on the leading edge of knowledge and discovery with psychologist Jeffrey Mishlove. Hello and welcome. I'm Jeffrey Mishlove. And I'm Jeffrey Mishlove too. But you could think of me as Jeffrey Mishlove's alter ego, if you like. Our topic today is the PK man, but this is a most unusual episode concerning the PK man. Now, for those of you viewers who are unfamiliar with the story of the PK man, let me remind you that I've written a book on the subject. Well, it came out in the year 2000, 22 years ago, but it's still available and there are many interviews and monologues on the New Thinking Aloud channel relating to the PK man, you can just do a search function, uh, because there are a good five, uh, other videos like that. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to link to some of them right here in case you haven't seen them. I think it's probably been a while since I've talked about the PK man. Now, what makes today's presentation unique is uh, what I'm calling the return of the PK man. And it started just a few days ago. I think it was the 12th of December when I received an email message from one of our viewers in Germany. And uh, since I don't have his permission to mention his name, although I imagine he wouldn't mind, I won't mention his name now. Uh, but I'm going to put on my glasses. I'm going to read uh, from his email message to me. And he wrote, Hello, Dr. Mishlove. I first heard one of your YouTube videos years ago, and since then I've been listening and learning from you and your guests. I write to you to let you know about a visitation that might be of interest to you since it is a message for you. Some months ago, I was in my daily meditation routine. That day, I had a deep meditation time. After 30 minutes of meditation, I felt this presence around me. It felt angry and even hostile. I allowed myself to feel this presence because it had a human touch as if a human consciousness was behind it. After a while, the angriness and hostility of this presence diminished and it felt almost approachable and inviting. After a while, a face appeared in my mind's eye very clearly. It was the face of Ted Owens, better known as the PK Man, that surprised me and I almost discarded it as a fabrication of my mind because I know the story of Ted Owens. I have watched several of your videos about him, which were very interesting. After the image appeared in my mind, I engaged with it, and to my surprise it talked, and it had a message for you, Dr. Mishlove. It said, Tell Jeffrey Mishlove that I know he has questions for me. 
He is welcome to ask his question using meditation as a vehicle of communication if he is ready and willing. I'll be waiting. Tell him that it is fine with me if he wants to share this experience with his audience as he wishes. That ends the quote from Ted Owens that came in meditation. And now the viewer goes on, I believe that the hostility and angriness I felt when he visited me is a reminiscence of his experience in the material world. All the misunderstanding and lack of acceptance of his abilities as a PK man. He wanted to be taken seriously because his deeper desire was to serve others. But of course, as you also say in your interviews, at the end of his life he was bitter and felt excluded because of this. So, Dr. Mishlov, I think you have an invitation to engage with Ted Owens. The question is if you want to take it. I feel there is no rush on the part of Owens. You are free to choose and engage or not. And even if you start a conversation, you have the chance to stop at any time. It has taken me some time to share this with you because I wanted to be sure it was not a fabrication of my senses. I believe this is real. That ends the substance of the email. Of course, it raises many more questions than it answers. I mean, do I really wish to communicate with Ted Owens? And if so, what about? Well, it occurred to me after pondering for a while that we're facing a very perilous situation. Probably we're closer to the possibility of a nuclear war today than we have been since the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis back in the 1960s. The world is in perilous shape. And so, yes, if Ted Owens, with the amazing powers he demonstrated, I pointed out in my book that uh, he performed in his lifetime over 160 demonstrations of, well, you could say they were psychokinesis, you could say they were precognition. In any case, uh, he said he was going to cause very unlikely events. For example, hot spells in the middle of winter, cold spells in the middle of summer and uh, controlling hurricanes and also UFO sightings. I began to wonder, can I reach out to Ted Owens in meditation? And actually, I have to say this morning, I felt like I had established contact with Ted Owens. And in fact, we had, I guess I would say, a dialogue. Now, you got to realize, I haven't attempted to do this since Ted Owens died in 1987. But let me fill you in a little bit on the context of the meditation just this morning. I've been feeling very strong emotions about what's happening in Ukraine, particularly the uh, wanton destruction of the power system. It seems as if millions of people in Ukraine are going to have to face winter without adequate power. 
without gas, perhaps. Who knows what uh, amount of food. So the first thought that occurred to me, since Ted Owens has a reputation for creating heat spells in the middle of winter, would it be possible to have a warm winter in the Ukraine? It would save lives. It would only be good if the people who are without power, who whose utilities have been wantonly destroyed by uh, an invading army, wouldn't it be nice if they didn't have to suffer a brutal winter? And uh, so, in my meditation, Ted Owens uh, shared with me that the way this would work is that he would, what he normally did when he was alive, would communicate that desire to the invisible space intelligences with whom he works. And <laughs> he, he called them Tweeter and Twitter. He said that they were like two giant praying mantises and, and that if you could see them, well, he said they're pure energy beings, but sometimes they do take a physical form and they look like giant praying mantises and they hover over the earth in an invisible giant UFO. I was never sure whether uh, to take this seriously or not. It seemed like a figment of his imagination, very likely, but a figment that would enable him to activate his own innate psychokinetic abilities. Well, maybe or maybe not. He claimed that they watched him since childhood because he had the kind of nervous system that could interact with them at their level and manipulate their very complex symbolic system. He used to create what he called PK maps, images of what he wanted to see happen. And he would send those images to them, he said, telepathically. Well, lo and behold, uh, he would send out announcements to scientists and then newspaper clippings showing the very unusual events he said he would cause that actually happened. So, in my meditation, I said, let's do this. Let's set this up. Let's have a hot summer. No, let me rephrase that. Let's have a hot winter, an unusually warm winter in Ukraine this winter. And he said, yes, he could do that. He would create a demonstration. And, and we can see because there are, I'm going to show them on the screen, there are already predictions for what the standard uh, weather temperature patterns in Kiev, for example, would be, or Kiev, as the news announcers call it these days. Uh, so, over the next 90 days, we'll be able to compare the actual temperatures with the forecasts, and I'm sure the forecasts are based on averages from previous years. So, it will be a test. It's very important to understand that Ted Owens was once a, an assistant to J.B. Ryan in the 1940s at Duke University. So, he understood the scientific requirements in parapsychology. It wasn't enough for him to go around proclaiming himself as, as the great PK man, the ambassador on Earth of uh, extraterrestrial or extra-dimensional intelligences called the space intelligences. He wanted to prove it scientifically, to demonstrate it in his own way. Now, back in, in the days when he was alive, I studied 
his work for some 10 years. Uh, I met him in 1976. He died in 1987. So, for 11 years, I followed his career in real time. And, uh, yeah, he was the real deal as far as I can tell. But now, since he's been dead for, what, 35 years, is it possible that he can continue producing these enormous demonstrations from the other side? Uh, there are philosophers such as uh, my friend Stephen Browdy and Michael Seduth who would say, no matter how successful this demonstration is, how do we know that you, Jeffrey Mishlov, aren't the one who who is uh, causing these effects? Maybe you're telepathing to the space intelligences or you're using precognition or psychokinesis to produce the effects, assuming they do in fact occur. But in response to that, let me say, I have no interest in, in psychokinetic weather control. I have no interest in doing the things that Ted Owens has, does and did. And furthermore, I have no history of ever having performed at that level. So, it's very unlikely it would be me. Ted Owens was, in fact, unique in the history of paranormal research. I don't know a single example of another individual in the history of this field, and I've looked into the history going back thousands of years, uh, of somebody who has performed over and over again, demonstration after demonstration, well over 150 demonstrations publicly. Now, yeah, you can find examples in the Bible of the prophet Elijah, for example, but that's only one or two. <laughs> and let's face it, the prophet Elijah was a rare person, even in biblical history. So, if the experiment, this little, it's not a real serious experiment yet, but it's a step. It's what you would call a... Um, preliminary study. If the preliminary study is successful, if we can look back 90 days from now and say, hey, the weather in Ukraine was unusually hot, significantly hot, and from a statistical point of view, this winter, I would regard that as a successful outcome. So, now we have a real-time test starting today, which is uh, the 28th of December, 2022, starting today, to see, and it's measurable. We know what the expected weather forecasts are for Kiev and, and Odessa. I haven't been able to find them for other cities in the Ukraine, but we'll check. And we can compare them to the actual measurements that occur. My hope is that this little project will save lives. Now, since the war is going on, and since Ted Owens has a track record of doing many more things than just uh, creating a heat wave in the middle of winter, it has occurred to me what else could be done helpfully here. I am a pacifist. I don't believe in war. I'm horrified by what is happening in Ukraine. I don't like it one bit that the uh, Russian government has decided to invade a sovereign nation and, and do it in such a heartless, brutal manner. But at the same time, 
I'm sympathetic to the Russian soldiers. They are pawns in this game, too. And while I understand the Ukrainian military wants to kill them because they're invaders, I'm not in favor of that. <laughs> I am not. I, I, I do want to see this war end. I do want to see the threat of nuclear war uh, diminished completely. But I'm not in favor of uh, the Ukrainian defenders killing the Russian invaders. But what could be done here? Let's think about this carefully because Ted Owens has an interesting history in, in this regard. What I mean to say, he was passionate about wanting to do good. Now, he didn't always. If you study his record, you'll see that there were deaths, there were airplane crashes, there, there were horrible things that occasionally happened. And, and throughout my work with him, I was very disturbed by those things and I challenged him on them. But it does seem to me that it might be possible to help bring this terrible conflict to an end through what Ted Owens used to call poltergeist activity. You see, his demonstrations were accompanied by all sorts of bizarre phenomenon. Creatures would appear. UFOs would appear. There would be unusual lightning strikes. There would be power blackouts. So, what I'm suggesting, in addition to the weather, which is measurable. We know what the weather forecasts are, so we can compare them statistically with the actual weather measurements. However, it's also true that there are likely to be news accounts of unusual events that occur in the battlefield. I wouldn't mind it if there were strange uh, weather occurrences or strange poltergeist activity that somehow slowed down the military progress of the invading army. So, I know as we speak, people say there are 200,000 recruits, young Russian men who are going into the war probably without adequate training and without adequate commit, uh, equipment and are likely to be slaughtered. And I don't want to see that slaughter, to be honest. I feel that, you know, the Russian people are as much a victim of this war as the Ukrainian people, in my estimation. And so, if, if there was, for example, particularly severe weather and, and uh, as the invading army approaches that would prevent them from even entering Ukraine, I would regard those events, while not a part of a formal study, because you can't really measure the statistical significance of, of that, but if it should occur, uh, for some strange, unexplicable reasons that I would consider that a uh, beneficial side effect of this experiment and would be consistent with the sorts of things that Ted Owens has been known for in the past. Similarly, if uh, somehow the Ukrainian forces are uh, unable to kill as many invading soldiers, uh, I wouldn't mind that as long as the, the invading soldiers are uh, induced by other means, let us call them paranormal means, to leave Ukraine. I think uh, the sovereignty of Ukraine should be respected. 
Uh, I'm in favor of uh, Ukraine recovering the territory that has been lost uh, to war, but I'm not really, uh, my political interests are irrelevant to this experiment. The, the goal is to save the world from uh, the possibility of an escalating conflict that could get even worse. And if that can be done through unseasonable weather, perhaps extremely harsh winter conditions preventing the invading army from moving forward, that will be fine. That will be consistent with this experiment. Or, as I mentioned, poltergeist activity uh, influencing the uh, munitions, frankly, on both sides, that would be consistent with this experiment as well but particularly with regard to the aggressors. It's entirely possible when you set up an experiment like this that we can look back in 90 days around the toward the end of March in 2023 and, and say, boy, Mishlov was really deluded about that one. He, uh, he got swept up into some sort of a, a fantasy about what might happen. Conversely, we might look back and say it appears as if the PK man has returned from the grave. Well, that leaves us with a lot to ponder. I want to thank you very much for being with me, and I want to thank you very much for being with me. Thank you.